0: There's a big snake in the plane, Jacques! Oh, that's just my pet snake, Reggie! I hate snakes, Jacques! I hate him! Come on, show a little backbone, will ya?
1: And you may recognize that from Indiana Jones. And if you have a phobia, such as a snake phobia, or like I used to have as a little kid, a spider phobia, I would lie in bed and I would look in the corners, to make, in the ceiling corners, to make sure that there were no spiders. And if there was one, I absolutely couldn't sleep until my parents came in and killed it. And now I live in the woods and I pick up the spiders and that phobia is gone. But if you're dealing with a phobia, pick up the phone and give me a call. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and my... I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions on not just phobias, but anything that's troubling you, whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's problems with your kids or with coworkers, or um, problems that you're having with yourself. And right now, I want to turn to the phones. I'll give you my number too: toll-free one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner, toll-free one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. And I will welcome Alice. Alice, you're having some difficulty with. Romance, I hear.
0: Yes. Yeah, yes. tell me what happened. i trying not to cry, but um, I was married for almost 10 years. Okay. And we had had problems through the marriage. My husband had a son from his prior marriage okay. that uh, had caused him trouble, and he didn't like the way that I dealt with his son mm-hmm. because his son did not respect me, and I tried to make him respect me and, you know, uh, I wasn't mean to him. It's just I would talk to him and, you know, try to redirect him, and, and my husband did not like that. Um, but anyway, I was still willing to work on the marriage, mm-hmm. and um, my husband decided that that was not going to work. And so at this point, I'm, you know, we were almost done with the divorce, yeah. and um, it's been a whole year in the making. Um, it's been a long year. He's done a lot of things to me.
1: It's such um, a, yeah, go ahead,
0: financially, personally, you know, a lot a lot of things, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just having trouble um, starting over, you know how how do you start over after you've loved someone for that long and it, love them so deeply and you got hurt so badly, and i mean i'm I'm trying to even love myself again. Because I feel like I lost that. I feel like something had to be wrong with me.
1: Okay, so it sounds like you're blaming yourself. If only I had, why didn't I? And you're beating up on yourself that way? To a
0: point. Yeah. I mean, I've thought the whole situation, the whole marriage over, and the only thing I can figure that I did wrong was that maybe I shouldn't have, you know, tried to correct his son, you know. The way I
1: did. Well, then it sounds like you have a very good report card for yourself, then, if that's the only thing, if you look at it from that perspective.
0: I've tried to look at everything. You know, I feel like I was a good wife to him. Yeah. Um, I always put him first, you know, before even myself.
1: Okay, maybe that's why you're having a little bit of difficulty loving yourself. Could be. Yeah.
0: But I just, I felt like that was what you were supposed to do. You know, when you were in a committed relationship,
1: you put them first and they put you first. Uh, But then neither of you are first with yourselves, right? True. And what you want to do in a relationship is not lose yourself and be be in the shadows of the other person. You know, who wins? If you're always uh, doing something for him and he's always doing something for you, then who gets lost in the mix? Both of you. Right. So one of the things you can take away from this is partly to recoup yourself, to uh, restart yourself, is that you want to learn that putting yourself first doesn't mean that you can't have an incredibly wonderful uh, relationship moving forward. And it will be even better because if you love yourself and never abandon yourself in a relationship, never treat yourself as a second-class citizen... Right. never put yourself in the shadows, then y- you'll even be more compatible because you'll be honest with him. Uh, for example, let's say that you wanted to have a hobby that was a, a reasonable hobby to have. Right. And he didn't want you to have that hobby, or he didn't... <laughs> you're yeah. laughing. Is that the case?
0: Um, that's part of what happened, too. I, my heart is in rescuing animals. Okay. And um, he told me that the ones that were mine, um, I go for the special needs ones because they just pull up my heart more. Yeah. And they don't get adopted as easily. Mm -hmm. And he told me that they should have been put down. Yeah. Because there was a reason that they were homeless. Yeah. And he didn't want me to to foster and and have them at the house.
1: Okay. But that's. Yeah, that's. That's a tricky one because some hobbies, if it were that you wanted to work at an animal rescue place, so let's say that you were wanted to go into veterinary medicine and try to rescue them even biologically, you know, uh-huh, to save sure. them. Um, if that was your passion in life and that's um, you wanted... You want to be able to pursue that. If you're bringing it into the house, then that becomes a problem because then that does affect both of your lives, you know, Mm -hmm. his life including. So it's not that you would need to give it up, but you do want to find passions in your life. I mean, now you can do it, right? Right. Because you've got that. Are you living on your own now? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, So... One of the things would be, one of the lifelines back to enjoying your own life is to find a hobby for yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, and also, to, are you working or are you, were you a stay-at-home mom?
0: No, I, w- I was working. I
1: still am. And you still are. Are you enjoying your work?
0: It's all right. Um, there's a problem that he and I both work at the same place.
1: Oh, that is a problem. So how often do you see him?
0: Um, maybe once a week. Um, I've started parking in a different spot because we actually work at the same plant site and everything. Yeah. Um, and I've changed my routine, you know, to where I come in earlier and leave later and, um, I don't go to lunch at the same time and that sort of thing. So um, I try not to run into him.
1: So, but that's self-respecting. That's very good for you. If you're capable of starting to rearrange your life so it's less torture for you? Right. You know, if you could change jobs, that may not be feasible. Right. Um, you know, that's another possibility. Exactly. Um, if you like the type of work you do, then I, you may not want to change jobs. Um, but the no, fact. No, I,
0: I pretty much like where I am, and I've been there nine years, and he's been there ten. So I don't think either one of us are really going to leave.
1: Okay. So here's the here are the key things. Number 1 is you never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You do have to compromise on a few things. Like my my husband wanted a lot of animals. You guys would have been compatible. <laughs> we had three dogs and then, you know, they passed on because we've been married many years and yeah. we decided not to have um any more pets. So it's he got a little bit of what he likes and I got a little bit of what I like. Um right. so some so there are compromises that way. But if he were passionate about, let's say, being a veterinarian, and I told him I never wanted him to handle animals, we are incompatible. That's not fair. He has a right to pursue his career. Um, So the the key thing that you want to know is not to lose yourself in any relationship. And the way not to lose yourself is to think about the things that you value most. And it may be working with animals. It may be... Um, there may be uh, things that you've never thought of doing. It may be, uh, maybe what are some other hobbies that you might like? Things you've Um, never tried, but you've thought of trying.
0: Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of trying to really get okay. over them. I know um, I've, I've been into a little bit of sewing and um,
1: Okay, there may be those activities. Crochet. If you want to meet somebody, I'll throw out one possibility, dance, <laughs> ballroom dancing. If you don't like okay. it, don't even touch it. But it's a wonderful way to meet people um, uh-huh. if you're wanting to restart your own life. But you want to have values in your life, which I mean the goodies, the hobbies, the things that interest you that make your day interesting. Thank you so much for calling. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the rational basis of happiness.
0: Live a little. Here's an excerpt from the Selfish Path to Romance: The Serious Romance Guidebook by psychologist Dr. Kenner and Locke.
1: Don't let money issues undermine love. Money is a common source of conflict in many romantic relationships. Many households are burdened by considerable debt, often caused by the loss of a job or undisciplined spending. Sometimes money problems are due to overspending or spending behind a partner's back, both of which constitute a lack of character. Spending more than you can afford is irrational. Money conflicts can be a serious problem, even in partner that are otherwise promising. Both partners should know how much money they have, where it is, how it's invested, what future income to expect, and the details of their expenses
0: and debts. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com, and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.